0: Who cares I dare to be different I dare to be different I dare to be different I dare to be you guys. Welcome to Dream Chasers Radio with me, your host, Yaya Diamond. I have a special guest for you today. I'm just going to say, you know, one and one alike. I mean, you know, what can I say? The name is just synonymous to greatness. I'm sorry. So, uh, so you can reach us on Spotify, Tuners, Freakers, TuneIn, Deezer, iHeartRadio, uh, Google Play, uh, I- I can't think of everything. I'm so sorry. I feel so bad. Never mind. All right. So our show today is going to be amazing. You know, we air every Monday through Friday at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And everybody that comes on this show has something to offer you, something to tell you about what they've done with their lives and to motivate you to stop procrastinating. Man, it's 2020 already. How many years you think you got left? Seriously. Seriously, before you croak, I'm just kidding. Okay, so nobody thinks about that, but I do. I think, what am I gonna leave? What kind of legacy? How long do I have? I don't know. And so today, we're gonna move forward. We're gonna be motivated, and we're gonna get the just of the situation. That's how we do it here at Dream Chasers Radio, and we have our guest Kim on the show. Welcome, girlfriend. How you
1: doing? Hello, I'm good. How are you doing? I'm alive. <laughs> exactly. exactly me too it's a good day
0: Yes, it is a very good day it's a very good day I love your name because people don't know this I don't know if anybody does know this or they don't know this but your name and my name is the same because my real name is Kimberly your real name is Kimberly so I love that you know That's-
1: Synonymous with greatness is what I say. Synonymous with
0: greatness, baby. (laughs) (laughs) So tell everybody,
1: what what do you do? What are you doing in 2020? Well, 2020, I think, is going to be the beginning of a whole new transformation for me. Mm -hmm. Um, So I, I have a book out, and people who have read my book or who have been following me on social media for the last few years will know that. It's been a little bit of a bumpy ride, I guess you could Mm -hmm. say. I had uh, ovarian cancer. It was stage three ovarian cancer. And I had to go through, yeah, it was was not my favorite. Mm -hmm. Uh, I had some chemo, and then I had some surgeries, and then I had some more chemo. And then I was fine for about eight months. And then I kind of got a recurrence. I got another Mm -hmm. tumor in my liver. I had to go back into chemo after I thought it was finished. I had to have Um, another surgery, and then finish chemo off again. So it's been a very uh, up and down couple of years. Mm -hmm. So 2020 really represents a fresh start in in Mm -hmm. so many ways. I think mentally, I think physically, I think spiritually. Mm -hmm. Um, I I think it's really just going to be the next step in in so many ways. And I think a lot of people feel that way on their own personal journeys. There's something about, I think, this upcoming year that's going to mean a lot to a lot of people. So I can't wait to see what happens. Me either. Oh my gosh. Me either. Okay. So so you you got
0: a book out. What inspired you to write this book and what kind of a book is it?
1: Sure. So it's, it's basically a memoir. Mm -hmm. Uh, When I got diagnosed, uh, obviously that was just, that was a a big bomb, you know, detonating Uh, in my face. And I I love to write. I have a blog and I just, I love, love, love to write. So when I got this diagnosis, my mom is actually the one who told me, you know, maybe you should be writing this stuff down. And I said to her, I I remember this so clearly, I go, are you crazy? This is literally like the worst, most terrifying time in my life. Why would I ever want to look back and remember this? You nuts. But uh, a couple of weeks go by and I think about what she says and I realized, you know, maybe she's got a point. So I started jotting down just kind of some notes and some bullet points. And I found that writing was actually very cathartic. Yeah. It's sort of like, have, right? So have you ever had a bad day at work? Of course. What makes uh-huh. you feel better? You you come home and you vent. You just kind of get it all out to a friend or family or a loved mm-hmm. one. And I think the act of venting and just getting everything out that's inside you Helps you cope, helps you deal with it. And mm-hmm. that's sort of what writing became for me. Writing mm-hmm. became my my venting, essentially. So I started keeping this diary just about what was going on. And, and the, the, the book is essentially a year's worth of diary entries chronicling the couple of months before my diagnosis and then chemo and then surgeries. And then after chemo wrapped up, sort of where I was mentally. And then I'm starting therapy and kind of just healing from the whole process. Mm-hmm wow
0: wow Well, congratulations <laughs> first of all for still being here with us and I guess being alive is is a little bit more of a big deal to you than someone who hasn't gone through the situation that you've gone through thank you so much yeah. for you know for yeah. being here and for doing that so a uh, memoir, girl give me the dirty details <laughs> I'm just kidding
1: <laughs> well, no no I don't, no, don't spoil do that. anything shh, shh,
0: shh. don't do it don't do it
1: <laughs> I'll kick those on the DL. No, so you quiet. guys got to
0: get the book. You got to get the book. You got to get the book. <laughs>
1: yeah. Exactly. <laughs> okay, so,
0: exactly. So, okay. So like, all right, you know, most people would think and kind of, I'm kind of going off the, the deep end here. Most people would think that because you've had chemo, because you're going through this whole thing that you may be depressed, or you know, or something, you know, or you may not be able to live life. What is the biggest lesson mm-hmm. or takeaway from this experience that you've had so far to continue your life?
1: Sure. I I think truthfully, I think it's impossible to go through something like this and not undergo a giant transformation. I think anyone who endures this kind of struggle really comes out the other end, learning so much about themselves. Uh, At the end of my book, I actually have like a little section. It's kind of like an author's note with my eight big lessons, my eight big takeaways. Mm -hmm. And I, I, I think and I hope that they can also apply to people, not just dealing with an illness, but anybody dealing with a hardship or who might be uncertain about their life or struggling Mm -hmm. with anything, I hope these can apply there as well. But if I had to pick, I think, one that really means the most to me, Mm -hmm. it would kind of be what I, it's what I learned about fear versus hope. They're Mm -hmm. both very, very powerful. Mm -hmm. Uh, They both had a huge significance in my life as I'm going through this. And they, they can both influence the decisions that you make. But, but here's the big thing that I discovered. Fear is something that holds you back, while hope is something that propels you forward. Mm. So before I went through this, I think I used to live a fear-based existence in the sense that I was scared of a lot of stuff. I, I was scared that people might not like my writing. I was scared to really go after the jobs I wanted. I was scared people might not understand me or they may judge me. And I was really afraid to put myself and my writing really out there. And then I get this terrifying diagnosis. I go through these couple of years and and I come out the other end realizing that hope is, is actually so much more significant because if you come from a place of hope now you're taking chances and now i'm not as tied up with what people might think of me if they're going to judge me and now i'm not afraid to fail i think that's the big thing is i used to be afraid to fail and i lived in that spot of fear and now i live in a place of hope and that really allows you to it opens up your whole world mm-hmm. um and I, I think having hope honestly just changes your life yeah. so that, I think, to me, really meant the most I like what that. I learned there. I love that. Thank I you. <laughs> that.
0: You know, I, I, I figured it out, though. I figured out something. I figured out something, in my, at least in my life. And, and it's synonymous with what you I mean, you know, like I said, you know, we're both Kimberly's. It's, it's, just, it's just synonymous. <laughs> we're, just, we're living life, you know. We're, we're both living life. And we learn, I mean, I learn a lot. I do learn a lot. And I learned the, two, the difference between being afraid and being mm-hmm. fearful. Being yes. afraid means I've experienced this before and that scares the crap out of me. I've done that, been there, and I'm afraid of that. Being fearful is something that not, has not happened yet. It hasn't even like, entered into your realm. Why are, you, mm-hmm. why are you being fearful of something that hasn't happened yet? You know, so mm-hmm. of being afraid is after the fact you've experienced it or you know about it firsthand and being fearful is something that, you know, so, of course, you know, I, I, I mean, I have family members who have passed away from cancer, friends. Uh, oh. I have someone that's on, you know, that's it's on chemo that just on chemo and and they're I don't know what's going to be the, the prognosis of that right now. Very someone very, very mm-hmm. close to me. And so I'm yeah, afraid okay. of cancer. You know, because yeah. I've experienced set firsthand the effects of cancer, so I know exactly where you're you're coming from. You know, but I am fearful of you know of for for me. I don't. I can't. I've never experienced it. I don't want to experience it, Um, and I don't yeah. know it in my body. So I I commend you again for writing this book and for telling us. You know, your eight lessons in life, and and all the things. You know, cancer took a lot from you, though, and it takes a lot. From people, you know, it takes a lot of people away from their loved ones. However, you mm-hmm. shared it, you brought a lot of good things into your life as well. Can you share some yeah. of the examples?
1: Oh, of course, of course, yeah. And and I I really like. You're right about that. Cancer is scary. Cancer is terrifying. Mm-hmm. But, I you know, co- humor became a very significant coping mechanism for me, and and I'll get into that in a minute. But. Um, I think the way I was able to get through it was really to rely, sorry, to uh, rely on, on humor. Mm -hmm. And, you know, in terms of at the end, what it, what it took from me versus Mm -hmm. what it gave from me, um, it it gave me so much more, both mentally and physically. Mm -hmm. Physically, it's amazing. I I really got battered and, and beat down um going through chemo and going through all these surgeries and and your hair falls out and your eyelashes fall out and your eyebrows fall out and your body Mm. is sort of just weak and exhausted so it really does strip you down Mm. physically but after it was over I started taking care of myself in a way that I hadn't been prior Mm. to cancer and I started yeah I started eating healthier started you know cutting down on alcohol and I think what really meant the most was was weightlifting. Um, I I never picked up a barbell in my life and I started (laughs) seeing a trainer (laughs) and I was like, this is fun. And then I started to appreciate my body in a way that I hadn't before. Mm. So I was so grateful to just pick up a five pound dumbbell and eat healthy and and feel good and start to slowly rebuild feeling strong physically. So I really started to view my able-bodiedness in a different light. I was so grateful for it and I still am and mm-hmm. I continue to be. So it really flipped the script in terms of how I how I view just health overall. But mm-hmm. then there was also um, alongside that was, was the mental shift I went through. Uh, before uh, cancer, I never started, uh, excuse me, I never went to a therapist. But after chemo, I was just, <laughs> yeah I was, I was a little bit broken down mentally mm-hmm. and I thought mm-hmm. you know what? why don't I just talk to someone and sort of see if I can heal you know get get some more healing and he was amazing and I still see him to this day and through therapy and and through healing I've really discovered a, a new sense of self-awareness and self-assurance and prioritizing myself in my own needs which I also haven't done before this and then I also, you know, started meditating every day and sort of developed a new sense of spirituality. So between the the physical transformation and the mental transformation, it it was just kind of a whole entire, all encompassing change. Mm-hmm. And and that's something I am grateful for. And I don't think, truthfully, I would have done a lot of those things had I not go, gone through this journey. I probably wouldn't be weightlifting or eating healthy or or seeing a therapist or meditating. So. When I say it took a lot from me, and it did, it, it brought me these wonderful, important things into my life, and and for that I am grateful. I'm, am I grateful I got cancer? Not necessarily, but am I grateful for all the incredible things that I have in my life now because of it? Absolutely. So I, I like I like sharing that.
0: Mm, I yeah. love that. I absolutely love that, and thank you so much for uh you know <laughs> just being brave. Being brave I mean that it takes a lot it it really does take a lot to let people into your bubble, you know, I call it my bubble, yeah. You know, and it's very fragile. It's like, it's, it's like, you know, when you blow bubbles when you're a little kid or when you're 25, I'm just kidding.
1: Uh, <laughs> or, or yesterday. Yeah. Or yeah. yesterday.
0: yesterday. Yeah. Yeah. You know. <laughs> but it, it pops so easily. You get so offended. You know, you, you're letting in people into your life that may not agree with you, that may have, you know, those, those opposing views. How does that help you to move forward, whether it be positive or negative?
1: You know, I think at first when I was keeping this diary,
0: mm-hmm.
1: I wanted to keep it quiet. I wanted to just keep it for myself as just sort of a written record, and that was the intention actually for for a few months. And I believe it was actually my therapist that said, "Why aren't you? Sh- why don't you want to share this with people?" And I think it's sort of you know I just sort of reverted back to some of those. You know, mindsets that weren't serving me, which is, oh, I don't know. I, what, if, what if people will judge it? What if, you know, no one reads it or no one wants to read it? But I quickly realized again, and coming from the hope place, well, wait a minute. Maybe I'm looking at this the wrong way. Maybe if I hope that I can help people or hope that this will inspire people or hope that people will connect with my story, then it will be worth it. So that, Really took it from uh, I don't know if I want to share my journey and be so vocal about this to wait no I want to be vocal about this and I want to connect with other people and at the you know at the core of that I want to help people I think there's there's a very powerful privilege and being able to connect with other people not just for cancer but but for people that have just gone through there's a lot of struggles in life right so I, Mm -hmm. I think it's powerful to be able to share your message and connect with people and maybe give them some hope. And something that also sticks out in my mind about that is uh, I think it was around the time I got my, my hysterectomy surgery and I was posting on my Instagram about it. And a couple of people reached out to me that themselves were going through cancer. And they said they were having a hard time with their own journey, but they came to my page and saw a lot of my wigs and my humor and that that helped them. And that that really made me feel amazing. And so then when it came time to think about publishing the book, I thought back to that moment and I said, you know what, maybe if I can help people on a little bit of a bigger scale than just, you know, my Instagram page, why wouldn't I do that? Why wouldn't I take advantage of mm-hmm. that privilege to be able to touch other people's lives? Right. Uh, how amazing is that?
0: It is definitely amazing. I agree with you completely, yeah. completely. So when you talk to other people, you know, time is so precious. It's it's so fleeting. And it's just like most people just take it for granted. You know, it's not, it's yeah. truly not about, it's, it's not about tomorrow. It's about today. But when you think about the one thing that you could in, impart in someone's life, what would that one thing be, you know, to the people that are listening today?
1: Sure. I think... Another thing that I really discovered that I very much hold dear to me is the important stuff in life is the intangible stuff in life. Mm. It's the stuff that you can't buy or pick up or hold. It's the stuff that you hold in your heart, meaning friendship, family, love, friend. Oh, I already said friendship. <laughs> That's how important <laughs> it is. I have to say it twice. Definitely. Um, <laughs> um, so, you know, and before this, again, I, I think I didn't realize a, a lot of, of these big takeaways, but going through this, I really relied on the support of other people. And something as simple as a quick text message from someone asking how I was doing or if I needed any food dropped off or people saying encouraging things or, or someone hugging me, I realized those were the crucial layers to get me through this experience. Mm -hmm. And the more I thought about that, the more it kind of made sense. I think, you know, at the end of your life, what are you going to look back and remember? Is it going to be, you know, that great pair of shoes you had or that car? Or is it going to be the people and the experiences and the intangible things? That's what I think personally. Mm -hmm. Um, I I also like to think about, you know, if, if there's someone in your life that, uh, you knew from many years ago, and they they say something significant. You know, do you remember those exact words, or do you remember the way they made you feel? And I right. think that's something I look back on these couple of years, and I you know probably can't remember exactly what this person or this person said on a phone call or a text message, but I'll always remember the way they made me feel. So. I think that's why I just come back to that, that point of the intangible stuff is the important stuff. Look around you, look what you already have. Look what you have in your life, the people around you, you know, whether it's friends or family or spouse or children or whatever, or a great roommate or cats, if you're me, but you know, the the important things are the things that you hold in your heart, not in your hands. That's Right. My- you know, my, my motto. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. Yeah, You're so right.
0: And I want to thank you so much for being on the show today. Where can people reach you? And what is the name of the book?
1: Yes. Yeah, it's, uh, it's called <laughs> Dear Diary. Does this cancer make my ass look fat?
0: I love it. So it, it actually makes a- it look like ro- rounder to me. I like it.
1: Actually. It, did. Nice. It, got, it got nice and plump. Yeah. It got nice and plump, right? <laughs> <laughs> Got to plump that life up.
0: Exactly, right? exactly. Come on now. Come on now. We got to be happy about this whole thing. You don't need no more surgeries for your booty. <laughs> That's
1: right. That's Like I said, it brought more into my life. Okay. Definitely. It brought a whole new booty. So yeah, I got to love that. <laughs> So yeah, it's a uh, dear diary. Does this cancer make my ass look sad? Yeah, it's on it. Amazon as both a paperback and an ebook, and mm-hmm. I'm all uh, I'm all up online. People can give me a shout out on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram at Kimberly Tronic.
0: <laughs> I love that. I love that and Kimberly. Thank yeah. you so much for being on the show. You guys know the deal. All you have to do is go below our interview into our description box, copy and paste that into your browser, and make sure you go ahead and support. You know, leave a comment, be encouraging. We all need to. You know, and the end i'm gonna be this i'm gonna i'm gonna just do this in the end we all go back to wherever we came from by ourselves but while we're here we're together continue to support each other support her support kimberly does this diary make you know this the dear diary does this cancer make my butt look bigger i mean you know if i had a bigger butt boy i tell you people be like (laughs) We need to operate on you and find out what you did because that blood is huge,
1: girl.
0: (laughs) I don't need no big blood.
1: Kimberly, thank
0: you so much for being on the show. I appreciate it. Thank you. It's a
1: pleasure having you. <laughs> I, I'm so grateful. Thank you. It was a pleasure. And uh, uh, I really, really appreciate it. Thank you. Amazing. And again, congratulations
0: on your remission. And I hope that you just stay away from it and, and it doesn't come back ever again in life. And that you lead a very healthy and full life with everything that you've ever desired coming true for you. And you guys, thank you thank again you. so much for tuning in to Dream Chasers Radio with me, your host, Yaya Diamond, and our guest, Kimberly. Don't forget to go ahead and grab that link, put that in your description box. And don't forget to what? Well, you didn't say it. Come on, dare to be different. You should know this by now. (laughs) Uh, what? I'm just kidding. Not you, Kim. <laughs> everybody uh, sitting there like, what? What? What are we supposed to say? What? 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 <laughs> oh no! All right, guys. <laughs>
1: We're
0: gonna leave you. Sorry. Just keep talking and keep laughing, <laughs> keep smiling, and make the day worthwhile. And don't forget to dare to be different. Good night, everybody. <laughs> <laughs>